makes me so despondent so disparaged so disheartened is you've got so many like we'll take texas for example the legislature in texas has made it more difficult to vote specifically for black people in that state right and there is not enough black people let alone black people voting in that state to make a difference to, to change things around and when you petition and you beg and you plead and you go out there and you canvas to try and get the right people, quote unquote, right people in office to change these things, you have way too many voting, uh, so many people in the voting public who are apathetic to the process. It's like, why does it bother me that these folks, these black folks in the bushes of Texas, quote unquote, can't get to a voting or polling center in time to vote. That has nothing to do with me. I'm going to do what I need to do. It's not my vote. It doesn't affect my vote. I'm going to do what I need to do. Right? And because you don't have, quote, because you do not have a strong black leadership class, because you do not have an educated black electorate, because you don't have the power and the strength politically to make the differences, people that are seeing this stuff become disheartened and you're like fuck it i don't want to be a part of the process but you also think that i think the part that we i'm riding down the street today and i see a couple of elderly middle-aged black women out there standing by the library getting ready to accept the mail-in ballots and my first question was like damn getting young people or younger people out there to do that type of shit is one of the most difficult tasks that you have to find. Why? Because unfortunately, younger people at that time have more responsibilities. And that's not to say that these elderly people do not have any role. I don't want to diminish or be ageist in that capacity. But these elderly people have the free time to devote to those types of issues. When people who are in their younger years don't have the time to figure shit out. Rat race trying to figure it out. Damn. <sighs> yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? What is up? Back once again. It is the Incredible in the Black Podcast. And in case you weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown-ass men who know that they don't need mail-in ballots. They're going to vote and figure things out. Oh, no, I'm mailing my shit in. What the fuck you mean? I am your host, Nick O, Mr. In the Black himself, but you know I could never do this alone. Let me introduce the rest of my electoral board. Crush, say what's up. Good evening, good people. No doubt. L, put your ashy legs away, man, and say what's up to the people. Oh, my God. It's about to snow. It's about to snow in here. Just say what's up. I ain't hear nobody say a pause either. You nasty bastards. Sean can spend twenty minutes fetishing over over weightlifting. But I lift my leg up to put my ankle brace on, and now it turned into you know what I mean. 
us trying to watch Cinemax through the line. Girls, like you see, you see how this dude deflects. He still hasn't said what's up to the people. Who <laughs> does he talk all this bullshit? Listen, I don't talk to him any other time, so I don't know why we both talk. If you're checking this out on YouTube, make sure that you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on the next episode. Finesse that thumbs up. It's a small gesture for you, but it's a big thing for us. Please go ahead and do, consider doing that as well. Make sure you follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. And if you really want to become part of the family, come on over to our Patreon. You can get behind the scenes content. Trust me, you will not regret it. Uh, but tonight, once again, we do have a black box letter, and this is a very good one as well. Someone that actually hit me up and actually listened to the previous one that we did last week. Oh, okay. was extra excited that we are finally bringing the back black box letter back. Oh, Jokingly great. called it the BBL. He said this is the only BBL that he approves of. Oh so uh, <laughs> let me go ahead and read like one or out. two of the BBLs out there that I would co-sign. This, this, this. Hold I up, you know Black China got rid of her, so you can't be... She'll get it back. <laughs> this thing, she's... This okay, okay, okay. A BBL. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this week's BBL. Black Box letter... I'm going to help her with her backsliding. Go ahead. <laughs> and you wonder why I don't want none of my female relatives to come around you. Why is it when you talking to your sister, to your cousins, you don't ever tell them? I'm like, nigga, get the fuck out of here! You son of a bitch. Tell me, I said, hello. Happy Mother's Day, ladies. <laughs> you see this oh thing? Oh, my God. Listen, all right, this, this letter comes from Mr. I Got the Juice, okay? All right, all right. What is up, fellas? I don't know if this is it's advice that I need or just a chance to see if I'm not the only one that this is happening to. You know misery loves company. Indeed, I'm indeed. 43 years old and I have been married for close to 20 years now. Oh, wow. My wife and I have three kids, one that's 24 and two and 20, 20 year old twins. Mm, so they're all out of the house, either at college or on their own. All right. So the wife and I are at home alone. Emptiness. Oh, he now, them when, now, <laughs> when we were younger, I had to chase my wife around. Like Elgin says, clap the cheeks. <laughs> he says, I, when I was younger, I had to chase my wife around to do like Elgin says and clap the cheeks. I chased and chased to the point I know when she was, I, to the point I know she was tired of my ass. But now, now, I'm tired. I don't have the desire like I used to. Don't get me wrong. When I wanted, when I want some, I don't have an issue coming to perform. I can get harder than a midget on steroids. But the hunger isn't what it used to be. But the missus now, she's the one chasing. And the funny part about it is that now she, that she's the one that's getting annoyed and frustrated. I had to tell her the other day, it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun mm. and that now she knows how I feel. Mm. She even went as far as to ask me to talk to my doctor about it, which I mm. think is unfair because I never asked her to seek medical help when she was the one, cha when I was the one chasing her. Oh, it's all just quote unquote fascinating to me. Mm. Am I alone in this phenomena? Have you all heard of this happening before? Yes. Thanks. 
your listener, I got the juice. Yes, so, I've heard of this multiple definitely, times. Definitely, this is, not it is an absolute natural phenomenon, my guy. This is not okay. natural okay, phenomenon. But there's a solution ahead. too, also. Let let Crush go ahead and start us off, and then we'll. Yeah, I won't. We'll burn. I promise we'll I won't tell Mr. you to leave your wife, guy. I won't. Tell. We'll let we'll let Mr. Unsatiable do the cleanup afterwards. Yeesh. Go ahead, Crush. Um. Well, you know, speaking as a man that's been now married for 15 years and was just turned 49 years old, um, you know, I can tell you in all honesty that you know what you're going through is not abnormal in any any way, shape, or form. You know, we as men uh, like to think of ourselves, especially in our our, you know, in our ripping, roaring thirties, you know, and in our twenties, how, you know, immortal we can feel and seem, but you know, then real life steps in for a good decade or more, and there are other things that, you know, as much as we love and relish the pleasures of life, um, the pressures of life, um, you know, begin to compound and will. Uh, can and can intrude on your senses, you know, at times, you know, that's very real. You know, you're only human. You can only do so much. And, and, uh, you know, I remember these conversations with my wife in different situations and, and, you know, and, you know, she would have to admit that, you know, I, you know, I think, you know, women kind of look at men, uh, the, you know, the wrong way. You know, we tend to tend to you know, like the wrong way a lot of times, and that you know we have some may 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 have some unfair expectations of men over time, and um, you know need to really give men a little more a little more grace in this regard, and not to look at them as you know as as sex fiends, you know, you know, well is. into their thirties and forties when there it doesn't is. seem realistic. You know what I mean? Um, and it's not that men these men don't want. It's not that you like you say. It's not that you don't want it. And, you know, although I look at your situation as one where I would think that you would be far more um, free of mind and heart, really, to do what you want. But, you know, the way you're talking, you know, there might be some other um, stressor, some other unresolved um, issue. Um, that can other that can really even preoccupy you emo- emotionally. You know, men can become emotionally preoccupied to the point yep. that they can't perform. You know, um, I've been there. I've been, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, I've, you know, there. They, they, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I've been there. There have been, you know, um, you know devastating things and you know all horrible things that will just remove my mind and heart get into your head from that space. Head. You know what I'm saying? I'll be, I won't be, I'll be so far away from that. And then the thing is, women think that, you know, but aren't I your solace for these things? Shouldn't My I, shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't this help? Yes. Isn't this to help? Or shouldn't this to help? I'm all, I mean, it's not, it's, it's not. Interesting conversation. Yeah, as I'm saying, like, I'm like, my babe, it's not that you're not, you are my solace, but you know, what I'm going through is, is what I'm going through is a little bit bigger than I thought. And, mm. and, mm. you know, oftentimes, you know, our own pride will get in our way and, and compound the issue. True, you know, True. our own and we'll have a tough time, you know, breaking the situation down for ourselves before breaking it down for, for our significant mm-hmm. other and True. starting to come to terms with things and maybe calm the fuck down, you know. So it's it's a bunch of things, you know what I'm saying? So what you're going through is not is not abnormal, brother, you know. Yeah. Um, and maybe you know, I mean, the empty nest, you know, I guess your wife figures, hey, it's gonna be it's gonna be a 
Listen here now. The kid's gone. <laughs> but, but but clearly, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying there is, because you seem like you're chilling. But maybe there's something you're not telling us that has happened or is happening that um that other that you think you're dealing with really well, but clearly it's affecting you in some way, you know, because you know, I didn't think you know my mom's my mother's condition was uh I thought I was dealing with it as it was happening over the eight years that it was happening. But you know, my sister and my cousin and my wife did point out some things that I was doing that I didn't Changes notice. in your behavior. You yeah, know, they were pointing out some things and, you know, being really, really quiet in these social situations, the other little signs and stuff. And, um, you know, something, maybe there's something in your life that you think you're dealing with well. And, but maybe you're not. Mm. I don't know. I'm I just guessing, you. brother. I'm just guessing. No, I appreciate your honesty, man. Before 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 we let the light skin ambassador go man um we we passed i passed this yeah this i'm just the director on to, i'm just the director <laughs> i passed this letter on to one of our female listeners and she can be an asshole at times but her immediate response oh, i can guess who. was <laughs> her immediate response was <laughs> this reeks of limp noodle or he's cheating that was her initial response so I say all of that to lay the groundwork for some of the comments that I've received from women. But go ahead, Mr. Ambassador, go ahead and uh, jump in, man. It's not surprising that a a woman would respond that way to this type of situation. Uh, and I think it's in some way understandable. I don't think it's necessarily fair, but I do think it's understandable why women would respond in that way. Uh, but I think if we break it down into categories, for instance, first, the fact that you and your wife are still in a marriage in an intimate place after all those years uh, that you guys were able to survive life to make it to that this point that you guys are to be able to face another challenge together. Sincerely, kudos to you and her for getting to this place because this shit's not fucking easy. Uh, and dealing with this type of issue on top of it is not very, uh, not very enjoyable. But the limp noodle capacity, right? I think the limp noodle part, uh, male impetus within a the black diaspora is a real thing. Uh, it's it's a real thing. It's not always the fact that men, black men specifically, have been. Uh, <clears throat> spending all of their years being sexually active, right? Because that's that's the the the, the non-scientific emotional response that women yeah. will use as saying when men say that they can't, you know, they can't rise to the occasion. It's it's some sort of slight to our masculinity and to yeah. our ego, not only because of the sexual component, but because of the role that you, black women and black men, desire us to play in the community as superhero, savior, protector, provider, uh, in all the ways. And so when I can't give you the meat and clap the cheeks the right way one day because I have had a long day, you automatically assuming that I'm clapping the cheeks of a fucking Karen somewhere not understanding that no, a Karen cut me off in fucking traffic and I wanted to chase her ass down, but I was afraid that if I did, the police would catch me and put 16 in me. 
right? We, we don't get that type of consideration when it comes to these types of issues. Now to the brother, my man, uh, my advice would be to you go to the doctor, uh, go to the doctor, get a physical, have the conversation with your doctor, the doctor I'm sure that you've had for a number of years. Because one thing about black men, when we find a doctor, we ain't going nowhere because after you, you know what I mean? See my balls the first time. I'm not trying to show you my ball. It's show a whole bunch of different people my balls. So you 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 get one fucking shot at it. You got it. You got it. I'm keeping you around. So go see that doctor. Have that conversation with the doctor and explain to the doctor what you're going on. Because again, it's not just the fact that, and and I'm glad you can still rise to the occasion, but your libido and your ability to get an erection are not the same thing. Your libido is what controls and dictates and enhances and helps your sex drive. And that is, when I say sex drive, that is your actual appetite for sex. So the fact, my man, that you don't have the same appetite that you once did, it's fair to reason that you may be suffering not negatively, I don't want you to take this as a slight to your manhood, but you may be suffering in an area where your libido is not functioning in the same way. And to be fair, it's not supposed to function the same way it did when you were 20 years old. It's supposed to fucking change. But again, also to be fair, there is medication and things that you can take to assist with you and getting your libido, maybe not to fucking 20, but better than it currently is to be able to put you and your wife in a position where conflict is not arising over some petty shit, right? Because to me, this is petty shit. This is something that you guys can navigate through and have the conversation with. But your motherfucking wife, and when I say that, I want to be clear. I'm not being negative or calling your wife out of her name. But I think she is being wildly unfair in this situation by not being gracious. Because again, like you said, my man, it ain't no fun when the rabbit has the gun. The problem with it is women struggle with moving out of the thought process, no matter how long they've been in a relationship, no matter how good the relationship has been, no matter how satisfying the relationship has been, they struggle with moving out of that space that one day we are going to betray them by laying down with someone else. And the way that they often look for that betrayal is when we no longer desire them the same way we used to desire them. But their lack of understanding of the way male biology works <laughs> is the problem here. It ain't you cheating, my guy. It's the fact that she yeah. thinks that you're yeah, supposed to be getting it up and chasing around like you was when you was 25. Yeah. My guy. Another part of the problem is that, you know, the woman that loves you, you know, the woman that loves you will literally uh, transform herself into a living cloud drive, right? And begin to um, record um, your life, yeah. right? In detail. And like, bro, you, don't, no, you, you don't know when it's happening. You don't when know when it's happening. When that spot happening. that it's used happening. to work, stop working. She's, so like, like every single time y'all had sex. Yeah, when she can tickle your balls the way she used to, and they don't the do the thing like they used the to. Every time y'all had sex, okay? okay uh, you will pull the diorama every time y'all had sex, okay? Like, and they love she you gonna like be like, that. oh, that used they, to work. 
It doesn't Man. work anymore. They, they used to work back in May, back in May 2015. Ooh, who is? But, but now we're here <laughs> yeah, in, 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 in January 2022, and things are a little off. You know, there's, there's a four percent dip in your performance. Like, whoa, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Listen, whoa. In my trifling you know, petty like, hold on a minute, hold way, on. Like, I have told time, young brothers big, on multiple occasions: if you want to test the strength of your relationship, tell your significant other no. When they want to have sex, if you want to see a part of your woman that you never will get a chance to see, tell her no. When she's hot and spicy and like Niagara Falls down that joint, tell her no. That is that is it, my guy. Now, I want to make sure that I'm very, very clear. There are so many elements to this conversation that we need to make sure that we lay out. Okay. Yes. Um, this could possibly be a medical situation. Though you said you're able to get an erection, the the libido is not there. And that's typically, at least from what I understand, is a lack of testosterone, which is what helps to build or enhance your sex drive. So you should possibly go to the doctor to ask for that. Also, the dynamics between your in your relationship are a little bit different. When you were chasing your wife, you had kids that were in the house. So maybe the reason why she wasn't able to reciprocate is because the kids were it's it's I'm trying to lay it out so we're all listen, I'm laying it out so that we all have a better understanding. Here comes, of here comes O's Bell listen, fun again. Go ahead. No, 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 no. But the bottom line for me, for me personally, is that this is an egregious misstep. This is an over-sexualization, hyper-sexualization of black men. Uh, black and men. it's one of the most unfortunate things that you can possibly It's the most unfortunate, uncomfortable, unfair. Unfair thing. And I, the, Ooh, the part that and destructive. got me, the part that got me honestly was when he said that she asked him to go to his doctor and get, get it checked out. Ooh. Now, I want us to reverse those situations. If when he was chasing, his wife told him, that she didn't have the hunger Ooh, that he has. He can't, he can't and he say said, that. well, he can't why don't you go get that look at it? It would be a fight. It would be World it War III in there. It would be World War III in there. She would her set friends would fire know, to her mother fucking would know. rain. Man, her Elgin man, already man. said it. One of, the most re- one of the most telling points in a relationship is for a man. And it happens to all of us. And probably happens to some of us multiple times within the course of our relationships. Right is if your wife is hungry, so to speak, and you tell her no, when what do you mean no? Low, the guns are blow, looking for that one that, oh, the, oh one that, nigga, yeah, man, did you yeah. tell her no? Hold up, what do you mean no? Who else you are you getting find, it from? You know, you, no, no, the first question is, you don't find, you me, don't attractive find me attractive anymore? anymore? Oh yeah, right. because If you don't again, find me attractive, what's the problem? Why can't you get it up? Are you seeing someone? Maybe it's something wrong with you. Now, I want us to have this conversation and just flip it, right? If we were to say all of these things to a trustworthy, dedicated woman in our life because we were hungry, what do you think that what do you think that the results would be? We'd be pissed. Like you said, you would probably be, be and probably be, be, rightfully be, be, so be, be, be one of the pig. most insensitive motherfuckers on yeah, earth. We'd be, called, we'd be called a pig. We'd be called a pig. But because we are expected to perform at the drop of a hat, just because we see a naked just because we see some ass and titties. Let's keep it funky. Ass and titties that women are displaying. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. What did you say? A- a- ass and titties that women are showing. Yeah. 
What is that? What is that supposed to? Be? I mean, they they, 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 they no, they, they they get up, they decide what to wear, and they go out in public and do that. And and, and again, to be clear, what we are not saying just to be clear. That's your but choice. I, again, if me and you, me and a woman, have been in a intimate relationship on more than two occasions, right? More than two occasions. By the third occasion, the woman knows what I like. She knows where the spot is. She knows what you would to hope do. So. She, no, no, she knows because it wouldn't be a third occasion that she doesn't know my guy. Okay, just to be clear. <laughs> oh no, I might clap twice. But the third time I might clap. <laughs> Three strikes are out. Hey, hey. I mean, you know. But by that they, third time, they, they, she knows what to topic. do. Right? She knows what to do at <laughs> that point in time. And when that thing doesn't work anymore. Because of so many different types of things that's going on in our society, whether it be patriarchy, whether it be the over-sexualization of everything in our community, whether it be uh, sexual addiction via, you know, the damaging effects, the potentially damaging effects of pornography. It can be all of these different types of things. Black men yet and still are looked at and viewed at as always being on the ready and it's not just the fact that this is something that white folks believe this is something that is widely accepted viewpoint in our community but on the flip side though right it's it's yeah it's just it's it's so many layers to it i mean it's it's a lot that goes into this uh i think again my first step my guy would just be go to the doctor have a private conversation with your doctor just to be Uh, just to be on the safe side and just just make sure check it out i mean you lose nothing yeah you don't lose it you don't lose a thing by making Mm. that that preparation but Mm. one of the things that i found most interesting i got this letter on monday night tuesday morning something like that and today i just happened to be watching um the breakfast club and they were talking to folks about this very quote unquote this very issue about men f- men failing to with ED men with ED yeah men men with ED or men failing to be able I, to I want them to ch- I want them to change that language I think that language is wildly problematic where I was that's what I was getting to because it was so why why am I failing that that it, it was call after call after call from woman after woman after woman telling stories about how the men in their lives were failing to were failing to arise to to the occasion or how they were having performance issues and it just boggled my mind that they automatically made it okay they made it seem as though the the correction to this was so simple just go to the doctor just go get a pill that's all you got to do. Why, like, why are we having these conversations? Why are you making things so difficult? And there's so many layers to what helps a man to be sexually, not only sexually active, but maintain his sexual, his sexual desires, right? Yeah. But once again, we've been, we've been conditioned to believe that all it takes is some ass and titties and or at the drop a of a hat, we're ready to go. Breeze. Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. a stiff breeze and we're ready to go. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because I'll, I'll tell you the truth. I see my son and speaking telling tales out of school. I know that he's dating girls. And I don't believe, I don't, we have, we've had the sex talk, but I don't think he's gotten there yet, right? 
but I know that he eventually is going to run into a situation like this. And I don't want him to create or to inhabit poor sexual, uh, you know, perception. I want him to be able to grow to understand how to conduct himself in these sexual experiences. It is extremely challenging, especially because and once again, we got to put, put some of the blame on, on media and social media. When sure. you see this consistently pushed down the pipeline that we as men are supposed to be ready whenever, funny, however. Man. I'm to a point in my age now that when I'm watching TV and I see a sex scene, I'm like. I'm bothered by it. I know it I'm sounds like, crazy, but no, I'm no, no, it's not. The, and I think I'm, I think bothered by it would be a fair description. No, no, but I'm like, maybe, where maybe does it bother fit into strong. the story? Thank you. That's like that's why is like why is that here? It does nothing to enhance the character development, nothing. the story. It doesn't make the movie or the episode more enjoyable. It's like, why is it taking place? And that's where I'm gotten in my life. And again, I. I Still active libido. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 40 I mean, plus year old man. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, no, that's just ridiculous. I, I don't even see it like that. I just and it scares now, me for uh, young people. Hold up. Let me let's can we can we can we point out something that I think is probably the most relevant part about this? What's that? Is that as human beings in a relationship that things fucking change. You're not the same man that you were at 40 plus that you that's, were at 20 that's, something I mean, years old. Uh, yeah, that's you're what just, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you know, you know everything changes. Yeah, yeah. Oh I mean, there, there may be something in his life, something that is happening or happened that you know that has just come to the forefront. And like I said, he may think he's dealing with it, but maybe not. You know, not so, even, so not even just see. that. Maybe, he, maybe what he, maybe what he likes is Come different. On. Yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, what yeah, he wants, yeah. what he needs yeah. is different. Well, yeah, and yeah. she hasn't, There's and that. she hasn't been able to catch up and figure no, no, out. No, no, and he, he hasn't been able to articulate to her. No. Fair, fair, fair. What fair. he likes fair. now, fair. fair, right? And again, I think that because I think we have such a a, a a myopic view of sex that sex is nothing more than penis to vagina contact Facts. right Facts. that we don't have we have not involved in our thinking of ways that we can engage and enjoy each other so it's exclusively that so even when you hear women and, and again women talking about men's sexual performance, they're always talking about men's inability to maintain an erection. But what they very rarely talk about, which I would love to be able to ask these women, when he's not able to maintain an erection, is he still able to bring you to climax? Are you still getting an orgasm very in that question. sexual experience without question. him being able to maintain his erection? Because if you're not... I think now I understand the issue. Now yeah, I understand now the now, larger now it's more clear. Exactly. It's more clear. But if you're still getting yours, you should be having sympathy for the fact that my man. Oh, okay. Well, you're right. It is what right. it is. Mr. I got the I'm juice. Just, I'm just a single uh -uh. dude out here clapping, you know. Uh, clapping, clapping <laughs> random cheeks. 
I wish you know what? All jokes aside, man. All jokes aside, I wish it would happen. Listen, all, free all, all jokes aside, I hope that Blue Chew hears this fucking conversation and make, becomes a sponsor because we've, we've had this conversation before, yeah. and we're 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 doing God's work having this conversation. Let's just make sure we're clear about that. Ladies, we're helping you. I'm telling you. Ladies, you may not think that we are, but we are giving advice to these brothers that are helping them. Okay? Hopefully they they, impact it on your lives. Listen. You know what I'm saying? My man, go to the doctor, bro. Get them chewies. What do they taste like anyway, Sean? Tell tell them what they taste like. It got real quiet, guys. This, this is radio, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, I don't know why. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not certain what they taste like. Okay. I heard that they're blue and they taste like blueberries, though. That's as much as I can oh. tell you. But gotcha. Elgin, would you? Gotcha. You know, Elgin. Elgin's funny because I know he's got a fucking subscription, but it's okay. No, Go ahead, Elgin. Neither. Just, just, no, just, br- just, just bring in the uh, next. Just bring in the ooh. next topic, nigga. No. All right. Oh man. This topic is going to be about one of my all-time favorite people. Uh, that is the first face on my Mount Rushmore of great black people. And that would be none other than Malcolm X. I know that we talk about reading a lot on this show. We talk about books. We talk about the importance of literacy. One of the things that I think most of us in the black diaspora are aware of is the way the media has pitted Malcolm X and Martin Luther King against each other, right? They've they've always been uh, viewed as the yin and yang uh, on separate sides of ideologies. Uh, You know, you've even had people do uh, comic book renditions of uh, of these gentlemen as Dr. King being Charles Xavier, the leader of the X-Men, and Malcolm X being the great Magneto uh, and clashing that way. But one of the things that we've learned here recently that Alex Haley, if you don't know who Alex Haley is, man, this motherfucker boy, uh, Alex Haley is responsible for writing some very popular black literature, one of them being mainly Roots uh, that turned into a series, yada, 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 Kunta Kente, chopping up the foot, all that other bullshit. But he also was responsible for writing uh, Malcolm X, uh, the autobiography. But unfortunately, he wasn't able to, the, the autobiography of Malcolm X that you receive now is not the finished product. It doesn't have Malcolm X's stamp of approval on that particular text. But here's the story. You could finish it. Yep. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s harsh criticism of Malcolm X, published in a 1965 Playboy interview and long believed to signal a rift between the civil rights leaders, have been exposed as a real fraud after unedited transcripts of the interview was unearthed. In the Playboy interview conducted by Roots author Alex Haley, King was published as saying at the conclusion of a long comment about Malcolm X, and quote, and in his litany of articulating the despair of the Negro without offering any positive creative alternative, I feel that Malcolm has done himself and our people a great disservice. 
fiery, demonic oratory in the black ghettos, urging Negroes to arm themselves and prepare to engage in violence, as he has done, can reap nothing but grief. And here's the part that I'll read and then we'll stop. I'll pass it on to everyone else. However, author Jonathan Eag, whose own King biography, King A Life, arrives next month, went into Haley's archives for any material related to the Playboy interview, which marked King's longest published interview during his lifetime. I think it was like an hour and change long. Yeah, the transcript came ar- out to like 90 yeah. pages or some shit. Yeah, man, here it goes right here. In the archives, Ig discovered a typed and unedited 84-page transcript of the interview that casts doubts on the authenticity of King's harsh criticism of Malcolm X. A couple of points, and then I'll get you guys' thoughts. That criticism of Malcolm X that is levied supposedly by Dr. King is typically the gold standard, part of the foundation of any criticism used to critique unfairly most times Malcolm X's influence on the black community. They mm-hmm. typically will run to that quote that by Dr. King used that as a weapon. Part of the reason why I started off this conversation by saying Alex Haley is a motherfucker is because this is not the first time that Alex Haley has been caught in some fuck shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning Alex Haley's roots has been by historians fairly criticized, Jeez. analyzed, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. seen to be Lying. a plagiarized copy of somebody else's African story. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Haley has not had a good reputation and uh, yeah, he's just, you know, a trash individual. So I hope the ancestors right now are giving his ass a two piece wherever he may have landed <laughs> uh, because this has been some shit that has caused great division in our community for fucking generations. Yeah, no bullshit. I think one of the biggest parts that got me is I didn't know that Alex Haley was this son of a bitch that people have been yeah, like I, I was keeping, not aware. keeping his story under wraps. Was, As you start I, to go down this aware. rabbit hole about Alex Haley, you, you find out that, that he's been plagiarizing time. folks for years, that he's Please. been a liar for years, that he always had this reputation, even as a journalist, because that's how he started off, was as a journalist, and he's had this reputation for a long time, that he was just a dude that was fake. Oh yeah, not, not oh, necessarily that he's fake. Not so but fake, that, but a thief, or a hack. not even just a thief, a but that it seems as though he was willing to go to any extent to either one create the story, get the story, or get notoriety. So when you find this out about someone who are who wrote po- possibly one of the greatest autobiographies of all time, arguably. It makes you look at his material yeah. in a different fucking light. Like reading this, and then like I said, going down the rabbit hole, it really, really hurt my heart. And the thing about it is these quotes supposedly were quotes that King made about other radicalized uh, other radicalized leaders, right? Because mm-hmm. this was after Malcolm had already left the Nation of Islam and was somewhat for better description for lack of a better description mellowing out so this is not even the same malcolm that people think it is and then number two people always like to refer to or think of 
Dr. King as this meek nobody because of this, you know, because of this nonviolence approach. But they don't know that Dr. King was radical. The whole I have a dream speech, there's a whole portion of that before the fucking uh, to be accounted for by by the, the, the my, my actions and not my color of my skin that is completely radicalized that people like to gloss over and not pay attention to. Oh, of so course, it's can't, really can't radicalize that part. Yeah. So but yeah, it's really it, interesting to see how people, even back right. then, well, they even do it like when it comes to, to, to pit us against one another. Because when it comes to guns, the way that we view guns, they always True. want to pull up Dr. King and his his True. thoughts on nonviolence, but not pulling up the fact that it is documented historically that Dr. King was carried, a gun owner, a and not only did he carry a piece. My man had a nice little arsenal that he came. Yeah. And you know, I wouldn't necessarily classify Dr. King as the the, the definition of a socialist, but I would damn sure go Close, to say he was to he was as he was closer than Bernie Sanders ass is. He was ready. I give, you, ready. That. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I give you that. Oh, I give you, know, you that. You know, I, yeah. the time, you know, I, I can only presume that the time that they were in could not that reality could not sustain oh, two brilliant black minds who were set to focus a whole segment of the American population. They weren't ready. Their, their, their reality just wasn't ready for that. And it, you know, my mind starts going to men like Alice Haley being easily co-opted by okay. easily co-opted by the publishers at Payboy. Like easily like co-opted okay. by easily co-opted by the owners of Playboy. Who are probably, you know, in bed with this politician and that politician, say no, 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 we can't have no united front over these, these negroes. The agendas that we can't have. We, we can't. We can't have two, two of these guys on the same page. That's going to have all these black people thinking. True. And let's not forget, we can't, Alex we can't, Haley we can't was on the come up at the time, thinking. though, man. He was still oh, a yeah. he was still a struggling journalist. He, was, still a struggling he journalist. was trying to be on the come up. He was trying to make a name for himself. So it doesn't. I'm, I'm not sure, saying that that's what he know. did because I don't necessarily have the evidence to back then, it up. Well, but I mean, it's not surprising if, that he would say or do whatever time, just to then, you know. Then he's easy to co opt. I'm just saying, and I, and I think I'm even when we use the language co opt. I think he was co opted, but you don't have to be co opted by white people to sell black people out. You can be co-opted by your own fucking desires and your own The nation could co-opt your own wants. I mean, if you, want, if, if you want to talk about, facts. I mean, because he wasn't politicized, he wasn't part of Not any even. political organization. Not he even. was just a, the, a regular old black dude who could write a little so, bit. Okay, okay. But, but the, the NOI could have put a bug in his ear to not not say that shit. Bring it back for a second. I know that. And we've had this conversation before me and L about what Malcolm's autobiography means to the both of us. Given what we know about Haley, well, me now, but I know L probably already had some of these inklings already. Does this make you look at his autobiography any differently? No, I think for me, the one thing that I have I learned early on, and I don't know when I learned that, that autobiographies and biographies are stepping stones and doors to be opened up to go down a deeper further path of learning and understanding so for me the autobiography was an introduction to malcolm but it also turned into a hunger to learn more not even necessarily malcolm as the black nationalist but for me 
I hold Malcolm in such high esteem because of his manhood more than anything yeah. else. Yeah. So it that it it's opened up the door for me proof. to lead down that path that way. So no, it doesn't. And I, I can see how it would some people, yeah. uh, but I think people who go down that path tend to have a, a unhealthy view of what an or autobiography or yeah. yeah. Yeah, I give you that. And shout out to Crush. Oh. I got to give it to Crush, man. Uh, Pinnell, I think that's his name, Pinnell E. Joseph. That book, The Sword and the Shield, is a great book. In it's a fucking terrible of- book. I like, I like, I like, I mean, well, mind you, I've only gotten four chapters into but, but, it. But, I've liked but to, be, to be fair, again, it's not, any book that you read is not meant to be the gospel on that particular person that it's written, right? So, again, you can read it, and I think I read it and was excited about it because it did unearth some things. But I also know that the it juxtaposition between things. the two, I loved it. Yeah, but I think it also, again, it should open up doors for people to want to learn more. Reading a about book these. should not be the stop gap of what your understanding yeah, is yeah, yeah. on a particular person. It should be the foundation or building. It should block be the foundation or building to build block. on top of each other. You write about that, but it it is something that you should pick up. And I'm crushed. Like oh, I yeah. said, shout no, out no. to you. I think it is. As I soon as you real. dropped it, man, I jumped on top of that thing and started going through it, man. So yeah, that's man, a yeah. good book, The Sword and the Shield by Penel E. Joseph. Yeah, I, I think it was. It was it a did they, was it a series or did they, were they going to make it a series on? I, they wanted to I, make it I a had, series had, as far as yeah, I heard there was going to be some kind of grief docu series around it. Yeah, but I got to thank my wife for that. She made um she made part of my birthday weekend a uh. My first visit to the National Museum of African American History and Culture in DC, That's what's up. and um, it was it was wonderful. We covered two floors before our feet were about to fall off. You didn't you didn't get all the way to the top. Uh, at, you know, at where, the, where did you start? That's the beginning. a big question. No, 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 because you're supposed to start from the bottom floor and then go yeah, to the yeah, third. Yeah, floor. the beginning. Yeah, okay. the bottom. Yeah, okay. but we stopped okay. at, we stopped at floor two before we had to. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but, but we wanted to do a second visit. But the Good. bookstore was excellent. That's why I saw that joint yeah. along yeah. with a, a host of others. She bought an awesome book on um, on Baldwin. Mm. That's another one of my. I got Bel- right I, 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 I got Ooh. Belafonte. I got I got Harry Belafonte's uh, Harry Belafonte's um, uh, uh, memoir, and the and the book that we were that we were we covered like a year ago from this one author that I saved, but I finally got his book too. It was great. Okay. No doubt. Crush, what we got on deck next, man? Man, a bit of interesting uh, black business news. Um, I apologize. I did not do as much research on this as I would like. But apparently, according to Yahoo News and a few other outlets, uh, there is a race to take control of black entertainment television, also known to us as BET. Um, in, a, in, a, in a series of uh, tweets and updates and other news sources, the, the rumors, uh, and we recently clarified that 50 Cent, Shaquille O'Neal and Kenya, Bar- and Kenya Barris are interested in purchasing stakes in the company. According to TMZ, sources closely involved with the matter mentioned 50 Cent and Barris were seen at Paramount, uh, Paramount headquarters in New York City to discuss the potential sale. Um, as of that writing, which was earlier le- earlier this week, uh, it's unclear whether the offer will be accepted. Uh, but a source noted that it's not a done deal, but they are deep in it. Uh, 50 seems very jovial about this situation, saying on, on Instagram, let's make a deal. Uh, the group's interest um, is also follows one uh, news broke that Tyler Perry has also confirmed that he's looking to acquire as much of a stake in, as possible in BET at this time. Um, Perry himself said that rumor is not a rumor. 
He's been uh, there for four years and had, at BET and has had tremendous success. He, he wasn't expecting this to happen. So, yes, he believes it is possible. He's very interested in taking as much of it as he can. Um, according also, additionally, according to Afrotech, uh, the Afrotech website, very interesting website, uh, mentioned that Byron Allen is also hoping to secure um, ownership. Uh, BET, uh, according, to, according to a quote from him, he said, BET is a great American brand, and if it becomes available, we're very interested and we will pursue it vigorously. Uh, Alan also affirmed that there is no tension between him and Perry around this issue. Um, yeah, so um, granted, I wanted to do uh, a little more clarification on the exact status of BET as a company. Um, if rumors of a possible acquisition are indeed true, um, it's definitely indicative of the uh, of the acquisition free for all that was taking place last year um, in other industries. Uh, frankly, uh, from the video game industry, uh, was, was was one big example of where it was a, there's been an acquisition free fall going on, and there's been other things going on even in the music industry. I've noticed there's been people uh, you know with the buying of whole catalogs of, uh, of artists. Um, and now, you know, now, you know, considering uh, things like the writer's strike and looking at opportunities like what, you know, 50 just cut ties with stars. Um, you know, it looks like uh, the, the air of, did the air of question, consolidation question the, consolidation is in the air. This question is, for you. Did so, 50 actually cut ties with them or are they once again on the outs? Because remember, he the, had this uh, supposedly them before that ended up getting mended. Yeah, I think this is it. This is it. If he's, you know, I think, I think, this, I think, um, once they conclude these seasons of uh, that he has on there right now, he's definitely. I think he's, he's already said that he, he doesn't even plan to. Well, the rumor is he's not going to take. He's not going to do the next season of uh, of the time he joined on there. He probably wants to bring that over to BET right away if they indeed go through with this deal. I mean, you know, I know, you know, I know a lot of it. You know, I know, I know a lot of this story is filled with a lot of uh, celebrity names. You know, but we're also dealing you about with, to, you're about to run right out the fucking. Door I know, I know, I, 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 you know, I can, you know, I, I can, I can, I can, you know, the, the sarcasm is dripping through the screen. You, you know what I'm saying? What? But and by the same token, but by the same token, it's hard not to acknowledge that the individuals involved are also active businessmen in their fields. You know, they're True. not they're they're not just um, being you know artists or, or just being they're actually the guys cutting the checks. You know, um, it's hard not to give fifty his respect. As a businessman, he's employing he's employing a lot of black people. No hands down, he's employing a lot of motherfucking black people. Um, and he, and I think he wants to do more. It seems that way. Uh, as much of an as, as an asshole he can seem in the media, um, you know, I've uh, been involved with music as I have. I've heard, you know, that you know it's very much an act. You know, um, the real Curtis Jackson is very much a. Uh, Someone cares about family, about brotherhood, and um, wants to, you know, show care for his people in a very different way. Um, at least from my understanding, over the past 10, 20 years watching the man, but watching this uh, this acquisition here with these particular individuals and, um, you know, uh, and all these other names getting into the ring, you know, I still have to clarify where, what the exact status of BT is. But you know, with all this discussion, it's hard not to think that the network could actually be up for sale. Um, which is an interesting topic in and of itself. But uh, what do you gentlemen think about this prospect of even the idea of the ownership of one of the longest, you know, standing black networks being transferred to even those celebrity hands, but black hands, you know, and rather wealthy black hands, I would say. I mean, now granted, now granted, 
Granted, that, granted that face right all, there, boy. Can, that was the can, one. We can, we can, we can all evaluate. You know, we we were all fair to you know evaluate. You know what that wealth means from individual to individual. Sure. Um, you know, I know Mr. Allen's wealth is one that you know is very real, but also you know it's hard not to criticize the way he's managed his manage his IPs. You know, um, you know we can go down the line, but please, gentlemen, I would love to hear your your, your take on this major black business news. I mean, I don't know what. I think that that's the the question, right? Watching BET go from its quote unquote heyday when Bob Johnson owned it to what it ultimately turned into when Viacom bought it. Right. I don't even know if I know what honest, pure black, uh, honest and pure black network would look like in this day and age anymore. Good question. Right? Because. What we need, what we want, the information that we're seeking, yeah. and the mediums that we use to take this information have all changed since when Bob Johnson had it, right? Yeah. So what does that look like? Are we going to get a BET that only shows movies and game shows and reality TV? Or are we going to get a BET that caters to black news, talks about things across the diaspora, and fills in a quote-unquote needed gap? Right, I don't yeah, know. I mean, I'm gonna keep it funky with you. I don't know if though I can't say with 100% certainty that if Puff, Shaq, and Fifty collaborated together to purchase BET, that we would be getting the BET that we need. And I do put I, that that's, in quotations. That's fair. I mean, you know, there have been you know there have been rumors and a, and a hunger for a real black news network on par. And and a clear counterpoint to MSNBC. Yeah, yeah. that's that 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 hunger, that desire for that has been there for. I mean, you know, since BET News ended. You know, but don't let's let's to be fair. We know that it's not all about the news. They got to make their money, and they're of not course, selling of off of. Of course, you know what I'm saying. They're not going to be able to sell Tennessee. But, but I think BET would love to be you know would love to be considered a serious news network too. Well, they'd like to be they'd like to be taken seriously, not even just from a news perspective, because you're gonna be taken seriously. Don't sell, don't sell to any of them motherfuckers. But that's what I'm saying. Let's keep it funky. Like after Viacom bought it, I think many people were like, "Why would you? What, what, be, what do I need to go to BET for except for reruns of Martin and shit?" And I don't think I don't think B, there's nothing with. I think there's too too many other mediums at this point where black folks can get their news and their entertainments from to see any platform consolidate all of the things that we consume into one place and to divert us from going to all these other places to that one place i i don't i don't, I don't see that as being possible i don't i don't see that as being logical and i think personally if that's the way that anybody is looking on doing this type of move it's really a piss poor business decision right you're, you're not going to be able to put everything that black people are consuming in all the places whether it be twitter TikTok, facebook whatever we get our stuff from in one place and think because it's bet that we're going to come over there and we're going to bang with you now when bet even towards the end of the bob johnson era was going down the fucking tubes, right? It was going, it was headed towards, when I say, let me be more clear, more perfect, precise, and more fair. 
when I say going down the fucking tubes, it began to be squarely about capitalizing on entertainment by any means necessary. So towards the end of the Bob Johnson era is when you begin to see more of the late night infomercials starting at 12 midnight. They before, literally made it a replica of MTV at the time. Like exactly. was just a black but, version and that, of that MTV. Was, that was the goal. That was part of it. And again, that business model was necessary in order for BET to compete with MTV because while MTV did not have the all black exclusive content, they did have your MTV raps, mm-hmm. right? They did have these other niche shows and they had more money. They had, they had a better quality of production than BET did at that point in time, because BET largely was operating on a smaller budget than whoever the hell owns MTV was. So I think from a business standpoint, does it do, does it change the material condition of black folks? If Puffy, Tyler Perry, 50 Cent and Shaq own BT? No, it doesn't do anything for us because we can't, first off, we can't count on any of these gentlemen or women who may be involved to provide us with any sort of analysis that is going to help us get out of our current position. Now, would these motherfuckers entertain the hell out of us? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, again, I think that part is okay. If we want them to go over and take BET as a way of providing a platform for us to have exclusive black entertainment, man, right out. Go ahead and enjoy. But I think if we begin to add anything else on it, any other unfair expectation, maybe from a political standpoint, from yeah, a radical yeah, standpoint, yeah. that's where we do ourselves yeah. a disservice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, 50 and them doing this type of stuff. I would love to see 50 do it, if anybody, right? Uh, 50 has been someone who I have followed from afar, from his early rap career to the one of the greatest albums that it was ever fucking printed in Get Rich and Die Trying. I didn't know uh, that you loved that album like that. Oh, wow. my God. Well, and I love the way that he's been managing himself in the, the social media realm. You don't hear 50 having so many of the conflicts and the issues that some of these other motherfuckers continue to have. The way that he just completely took over stars and turned stars essentially into and the, 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 the network. And the gems this man has been dropping quietly on his interviews. Right. Years. I mean... Yo, like, man. And all these shows are not good shows. Just be clear. All these shows are not good. Some of these motherfuckers are trash. The Tommy Joint, trash. You about to you about to get a whole bunch of fucking hate mail, Mike. I'm gonna get a whole bunch of hate mail from white. Oh, okay. I was gonna say we're gonna get a whole bunch of hate mail from black women who like Tommy. But anyway, uh It's not good. It's not good. The views and perspectives good of Elgin Bailey speak yes. exclusively At for Elgin, Elgin Bailey <laughs> on Twitter. But again, he's been able to take advantage of. I mean, he built a whole fucking universe off of power, my guy. Yeah. 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 Then BMF. And he has yeah. other I mean, ideas. So he can go wherever yeah, he wants to. And I think he should. Well, what about Shaq, yeah. though, as a businessman, though? I think Shaq, as a businessman, has quietly done it on a smaller scale with smaller businesses. Uh, I think some of the stuff that he's done with 
I don't know if real estate was his thing, but I know he did it with the pizza stuff. So much. Yeah, the franchise. He does it again all over the place. And where you can see 50 is typically concentrated there. Tyler Perry. uh, and Kenya Barris, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, outside of his work, I'm not sure as yeah. a businessman what he can what he can do. But but I don't let's, know if they're going to actually real, buy this let's, network let's, or have a fucking carnival with all these clowns at the table. You're stupid, you're stupid. But let's be real, man. Oh, these gentlemen are not necessarily going to be the people running the day to day operations of yeah. the network if they were to purchase it. So them, they're they're the wallets at this stage. Yeah, they, they are the wallets. They're, they're, they're the venture capital, the VCs, they're, the venture capital. Exactly. They're putting they're together the to we make think the purchase. Would have a, I mean, himself? it 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 depends. Well, 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 no, no, no. It's, it's not good business to do it by yourself. Well, no, 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 my, no. My point ultimately is if they want it to there's no way that they are going to run the. They're not going to run. No, these, no, not running. But they're business. gonna. They got to They're gonna have a CEO. They got, they got they're gonna have a CFO. The they're gonna have all those necessary pieces to run this ship correctly. Hopefully, yeah. they find the right people, the smart people, to do it and help. Hopefully, do it some sort of justice. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about this shit. This shit is so fascinating. But I think again, this is a subject that I think. Black folks should be talking about, right? That it should be analyzed. And I think it's okay to say, yes, they should buy BET for entertainment standpoint, right? Not from a standpoint of this moves the needle for black progress. Yeah, because it right? right. because because right. it, it, it does it does it does not. It does not enough. Well, it doesn't change anything for regular people, it changes for those four or five black men making sure. the purchase but not for not for a regular people. and i would want them to see put somebody else in the mix who has a network acumen right if i'm these gentlemen there's two names that i'm thinking of that i would immediately try to bring on board and i can't stand either one of these motherfuckers so the fact that i'm mentioning their names <laughs> but i would i would listen, listen i would literally reach out to roland martin if i'm these dudes and Man, I'm trying that's ironic because and, he's been making some lemon to have these motherfuckers involved with the new side. Damn, that would be oh, John yeah, Lemon God. right now. If you he bring Roland Martin over this, there to do the new side, even though his getting, new shit thirty million, after just gained thirty million from from oh, yeah. CNN, from, oh, yeah. from CNN, whatever. Oh yeah, just to run the new side to have them them be to have Roland Martin. He could he, he could relaunch BET News by himself. Why not? That's very. That's something I have to really chew on. But that that's that would incredible. be massive. That's that would be massive. wow. And I'm surprised that you said that shit. Well, I, I was surprised. Too. Right? That would be pretty massive. I'm really gonna massive. baptize my tongue after that. <laughs> I mean, I mean all right, right about now is the time we like after, to give you. Oh. Right about now is the time we'd like to give you little tidbits of news or words of wisdom to take with yourself into the week. Crush, what is up, man? Um, you know what is up for me is uh. Shoot, I just want to send love to everyone who wished me happy birthday this week, this past week. Um, I turned 49, and um, it's you know, the second year, you know, without the people who made me. Um, but I have become more than thankful for the family I've created with uh, this little beautiful Haitian woman and the friends that have stood by me for uh, more than two decades or more. So, uh, you know, I just want to send love out to everyone who has uh, shown love to me. I love all y'all. And I will 
I will do my best to see all of you. <laughs> oh, what's up? Oh, man, I just want to encourage everybody to uh, to be active in some way, whether it's in your, well, not active in some way, active in two ways. Active in your community, getting involved with the things that are taking place in your community, but being active some way in your own life from a physical standpoint, whether it's going, from a, going for a walk, uh, practicing yoga, or getting up out of the bed in the morning time, just doing a 10-minute set of stretches, something to exercise your body, man. I really, I think it's really, really crucial that we began to take more of a an emphasis on our physical health in a way that can be challenging because when we begin to talk about our physical health, it can almost be like we're being uh, unfair and mistreating those who are on the other side, whether they may be obese or whatever the case may be. But I think there's a conversation that needs to be had there. But just take care of yourself a little bit better than your ass half man. Get the fuck up. Go outside. Go for a walk. Play with your dog. You don't have a dog. Play with the neighbor's dog. Unless it's a white person. Leave their dog alone. <laughs> uh, because dumb motherfuckers will get you hurt. Either way, get outside and do something. Uh, no. What's up for me is actually just a follow-up uh, tonight, man. Um, Daniel Penny, who mm -hmm. is the Marine vet that choked and killed um, Jordan Neely. Uh, last week uh, yeah last week uh, -huh. uh the police are actually finally he said that they he's going to be turning himself in tomorrow the right. district attorney for new york alvin bragg said that yeah they're going to be bringing charges of manslaughter a marine veteran has turned himself in for the killing of a man on the subway in front of multiple witnesses jordan neely died after daniel penny put him in a chokehold after witnesses said he behaved erratically Penny is expected to face second-degree manslaughter charges at his arraignment. Now, this case has been a flashpoint here in New York City, bringing up issues and conversations around homelessness, around mental illness, and what resources are or aren't available for people ever since that video that was taken by a bystander of Jordan Neely's death became public. After 10 days of protests across New York, Manhattan prosecutors are charging Daniel Penny for Jordan Neely's death. Officials and friends say Neely struggled with homelessness and mental illness for years, and he worked as a Michael Jackson impersonator. On May 1st, witnesses say he was on the subway acting erratically and screaming about being hungry and tired. That's when video captured Penny, helped by two other passengers, tackling Neely and putting him in a chokehold. Penny was questioned by police and released. The medical examiner determined Neely's death was a homicide caused by compression of the neck. Jordan's story could be anybody else, uh, anybody else's family member, anybody else's loved one. Organizers in Lower Manhattan called the arrest a small victory. There's a long road and a long war to be fought, but today we want to battle for the people and for the family of Jordan Neely. Why? Because I mean, it's only really because of public outrage and that they've oh, had people. Not only public outrage, I was going to say, that's the point. People have taken to the streets and literally disrupted the lives of other people, forcing the city government to take a look to at it. Something. They've literally shut down subways yeah. and flooded subways and stopped 
mass transportation in New York in order for the city to put pressure on them to do the quote unquote right thing. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what has to happen in this world. Mm, yeah. Which is sad, really. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Completely sad. But we'll see what happens, man. They're going, of course, they're going to go through the trial and. Yeah, there's a trial and all this nonsense. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see how that works. <sighs> out, so, we'll see. All right. Crush, where can folks find you if they want to find you, man? On Instagram, as usual, at the Orange Crush, T H E O R A N G E K R U S H. Orange Crush. L, where can folks find you? At Elgin Bailey, man, everywhere. Don't be scared. Come through. And I'm big old. Not to hide your kids, hide your wife. Come on. <laughs> Bring your wife and your kids. <laughs> I think they're scared they're going to get a, get a stern lecturing from Elgin when he shows Ooh, up. I love all y'all. No, you oh don't. <laughs> no, you don't. I've seen your responses. I'm absolutely right. I don't. I don't. A lot of you motherfuckers, I can't I'm big old Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore in the black. And I want to thank you guys for joining us for another incredible episode. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to kick it with us, and we appreciate it, man. Uh, you can follow us across social media at in the black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Um, you can come on over to our website, www.intheblackpodcast.com and check out past episodes of the show. And if you really want to be down, come on and join us over at Patreon where you can get behind the scenes content and see where, <laughs> where all the real stuff happens. No but doubt. as always, until Ooh. next time, informed, intelligent, in the black. In the black. In the black. Peace. Peace. Right, this is... This is the In the Black Podcast. In the Black, bro. Hands <laughs> down, one of the this best is. podcasts I ever heard, though. I like y'all. Word. what up? I read a black copy, Bretchen. Listen. In the Black Podcast, think your lad is all facts. He don't like that default fact. In the Black Podcast, don't talk trash. You switch fast if you ain't wrong, then you're whack. It forms intelligent elements, always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence. Rest in them, my excrement. In the Black Podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, Black up E, bro, man, a specialist. No what the podcast broadcast, y'all mess with this. Like said, they my cheat, who no dweed so effortless. I listen, them I learn, man, them listen, them I benefit. Reporting, current event, everything that is prevalent. This is so exquisite, a scientific experiment. Giving you the news, not views without evidence. Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments. Relax, these are the facts, bringing them to your residence. In your house or your tenement, listen to hear intelligence. Body filled with melanin power that's so ascending bright in the stars bringing some light back to the desolate in the black podcast that your land is all facts you don't like that before in the black podcast they punt up who look watch black up in the black podcast that your land is all facts you don't like that before in the black podcast we all lost the one of them can none of them can contrast yes like that though. <laughs> 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 <laughs>